0: My parents are like, son, everyone's going that way and you're always walking the opposite side. Right. And you know, people talk about goals, right? Goals are really important. Mm. But to be honest, I think goals are overrated. Yeah. I think intentions are important. Okay. Because my parents were not well off, I always felt the need to prove myself and have a kind of my own way of making my own money. And I dropped out twice from college. Went to two different colleges, dropped out. And I was like, I can't do academic I'm not just—I'm not an academic person. But if you don't know what you want to do at 18, which is also a funny thing, like, what do you want to do? At 16, they kept asking, what do you want to do? I don't know. People
1: see the, you know, what you've achieved today. They don't see the journey that you've taken.
0: Social media is misleading a lot of people. Everyone's interested in learning about the last 10 minutes of your life, but they don't realise all the pain and sacrifices and the compounding effect of learning mm. that's got you to this point now. Yeah. When you are younger, try and do as many things as you can and enjoy that process. And the struggle is important.
1: Welcome to the show, Ash. Thank Thank you you for doing this. Thank you. Uh, We always begin asking uh, every guest um, this first question, which is, uh, what's your origin story? Tell us a bit about you and your background, where you grew up and the story to date.
0: Sure, sure. So uh, going back in time, wow. Um, So I was uh, born in Birmingham to Pakistani immigrant parents, so I'm second generation, yep. and I was raised in the local inner city of Birmingham, uh, gun crime and drugs all around me. Right. So never really had a good start in life. But actually, my parents did as much as they could to help me educate me. Yeah, and so I went to some nice schools, local schools, and I managed to get into the grammar school, which is quite good. Yeah, and um, yeah, and ever since I've been a, a kid, I've always been. My parents are like, son. Everyone's going that way and you're always walking the opposite side. Right. Why are you doing this? Right. And so I've always been doing things in a different way, different way um, yeah. from school. And uh, when I was 13 years old, I I always felt like because I was because my parents were not well off, mm. I always felt the need to prove myself and have a kind of my own way of making my own money. Right. And at 13 I started the paper round and then at 16 i started selling cds which later i found out yeah. were illegal to <laughs> so, sell um you live and learn right and yeah you live and learn yeah, yeah and 16 16 years old wanting to earn some extra money yeah and um i failed my a-levels and i sat upstairs uh, in my parents attic and they were like look son there's only four things you could do either you're a doctor a lawyer engineer or yeah. a failure and you're the failure right and i was like oh no so it it's, really a, it's, a, it's
1: a very um, immigrant uh, uh, mindset, isn't it? Yeah. So you have to be one of those two or three, right? So doctor, yeah, yeah. engineer, lawyer, or something like that. Something technical. Yeah. Um, but you didn't go to university. Uh, so I didn't
0: know. Right? So I went to college uh, to yeah. do some BTECs and all these other H&Ds and all sorts of other things that were available to me to do yeah. in IT and so on. And I dropped out twice from college. Went to two uh-huh. different colleges, dropped out. And I was like, I can't do academic. I'm not, just a, I'm not an academic person. Right. And although I did well in my GCSEs and so on, I just didn't feel like I was learning what I wanted to learn. I'm more practically mm-hmm. orientated. I'm a yeah. kinetic learner, as I would say. Right. Um, I learn by doing. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so I dropped out of college. And I at that point, I started working at a local stationery store called Staples at the time. It doesn't exist now. Yeah. And never had a computer at home at this point and i was working in the electronics department of staples which was selling computers and printers right this is back in 1996 97 and there was a display computer that was for sale that they gave to staff for a third of the price right and i managed to secure that for myself came Amazing. home yeah and i plugged it into the plugged the modem into the inter, uh, into the uh, phone socket and that's where my world changed
1: yeah and I knew you, um, at a very early age, started sort of coding and, you know, uh, just being on the internet and just yeah. tinkering with, uh, with lots of things. Yeah, yeah. T- tell us a bit, a bit about that and how did you actually decided to do that in the first place?
0: Yeah, so whilst I was uh, working in retail, um, there was also a, a massive book aisle in, the, in my department. Hmm. And it had all these computer books on there, the dummies guides and all these kind of C++ and, yeah. you know, all the HTML programming books. And my manager called me in one day and said, Hey Ash, come here, I want to show you some CCTV TV footage. I was like, Oh mm. shit, what have I done? <laughs> and he's like, Look, at eight o'clock you were sitting here, at eight forty-five, you're still sitting there. Yeah. And what I was doing was reading books from the aisle. Wow. And I got interested in developing and doing HTML and coding. And I started reading all these books, putting them back on the shelf, reading the books, putting them back on the shelf. Yeah. And um that's where I got excited about the internet and what it was. And then I got home. I plug the internet in and I was like, right, I want, I need to do something. So my first, mm-hmm. very first idea was called top 10 of everything.
1: Top 10 of everything. Top
0: 10 single, top 10 food, top 10 this. Right. So I started to develop in a uh, uh, Microsoft package called front page.
1: Yeah, I remember you that. You remember that? Yeah.
0: Really old. You're bit.
1: really taking me back to my uh, computer programming days. Yeah. I, I did uh, one one year of that and yeah, HTML, C++, yeah. front page, Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, did, I, I
0: built my site in that and wow. I, built, I built the site and you're talking about 56k modem days and I wanted to <laughs> embed the music, embed the videos. I wanted to do all this cool stuff and the page would just take forever to download yeah. slowly, 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 Yeah, slowly, slow. It's like, mm, it's not very good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember we used to upload stuff and then um, basically you just go away for a few hours and hopefully you'll upload after like yeah. six, seven hours of yeah, yeah. pressing the button yeah, upload. Yeah. So.
0: You know, the interesting thing is um, back then, you know, web speed, website speed was Mm. important because we had a 56K modem and images wouldn't download fast enough. And now when you come back 25 years later, it's still the most important thing to get a website optimized properly, the web speed. Yeah. Right? Something's never changed, I guess. Yeah, hasn't changed, right? So interesting, right?
1: Yeah. So just going back to your point around, you know, you didn't go, you didn't, well, you did A-levels and you did, you know, college um, and they dropped out a Mm. couple of times you think about the young people today and you know a lot of them are choosing to go to universities and some of them are not Mm -hmm. Uh, i have spoken to a lot of them who have chosen not to Mm -hmm. go to universities and there there isn't right or wrong here but if you if you speak to the young young people today and someone asked you should i go to university what's your answer there
0: it depends. Now, look, if you want to be a doctor or, or a dentist, then I expect my all my doctors and dentists have <laughs> gone to university and studied for six or seven years. Sure. Right. So there are certain um, degrees or professions that require um, degrees
1: yeah.
0: of uh, and learning and lots of learning and deep learning. So certain professions require that. But if you don't know what you want to do at eighteen, which is also a funny thing, like what do you want to do mm. at sixteen? They kept asking, "What do you want to do?" I don't know. It's a big ask. At eighteen, I don't know. Right. Right. And I meet so many doctors in my network now, and I ask them the question, so do you still want to be a doctor? And I find that more than 50% of them say, actually, you know what? No. No. Right? Yeah. they spent six, seven years studying for it, right? So I think it's, if you're going to go to university, think about, if you what you want to do as your profession, if you really mm. want to be a doctor, then think about it from different perspective. I find that when a lot of people want to be part of a certain profession, it's because of external factors. Yeah. Oh, my mom was a doctor. My dad was a doctor. Or I'm gonna, you know, it's a status mm. thing. For example. Right. Um. Uh, and you know, and you find that you know, there's research that says that doctors who are the most caring doctors have the best patient outcomes. Yep. And if you're not a caring person and you want to be a doctor, you have to question yourself. Sure. Why do you want to be a doctor then? Because you have to care for people.
1: You're doing it for someone right? else then.
0: So you have to understand yourself about yeah. as well as your personality. What is it that you want to mm-hmm. do? What's your intention behind what you want to do? Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. What's the intention behind what you want to do? Yeah. Is it for, um, we, we talk about it in the, in the Unfair Advantage book, right? There's three things you get from university, right? You get knowledge, you get a network, yeah. and you get signalling the ability to signal to the world that you've been to an institution mm. and you've got a piece of paper to say that you've been there for three years or right. you've done something. And most people nowadays, if you want to get knowledge, you don't have to go to university to get knowledge. No. Network? Yes, you could. If you go to a good university, though. Yes. If you go to a, not a very good university, you ha- what type of network are you going to make? Mm. I know people who are in LSE, who are in the London universities from abroad because mm. they think the network's going to help them, and it does.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: And yeah. then the final one is signal. You signal to the world, "Hey, look! I went to university. I can uh, stick around for three years in university and pass my exams and get a first or a two one. Yeah. So I'm very consistent. And yeah. um, give me a job, <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, I mean the the message is clear to me that you need to really think hard before you, uh, you know, decide to do something right at university. Yeah. If it's if it's a quite technical thing like a yeah. doctor or an engineer, yeah. then it probably makes sense. Yeah. But It makes sense." But if it's something like maybe, um, I don't know, business, just generalizing here, then, you know, three years spent in uni versus three years doing your own startup, uh, you're probably going to learn a lot more when you're doing your own startup, right?
0: Or, which is the other thing, which is where people think about it and get confused because they want to jump into the startup world or entrepreneurship world, right, very quickly, you can go and work for a startup, yeah. For one year and decide if you want to go to university and do a different degree or do the yep. degree that you want to do. Right. Right? Yeah. It gives you the opportunity. So I really believe in that gap year kind of process. I think at that age, if you don't know what you want to do, mm. then go out and explore the world and get some experience somewhere yeah. in a corporate world um, or even travel. Yeah. Right? That's one of the things I wish I did. I wish right. I traveled because you learn a lot by traveling around sure. the world. Sure. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. And then it helps you understand what you where you want to go. Yeah. And I think as a mature student also you end up becoming much more Um, uh, dedicated and motivated Mm -hmm. to get the right degree runs going for the year and just pissing about basically. For the
1: sake of doing it right Right. yeah yeah, absolutely. So again sorry going back to you know when you were 18 you got your first uh, computer and you're uploading you know at a very slow slow speed Um, I know you started a a shoe company yeah yeah yeah. tell us a bit more about that.
0: So my friend my best friend at school his parents owned a shoe manufacturing company they manufactured Mm -hmm. ladies shoes and they had some retail outlets. Right. And um, he went on to do economics at Manchester University, and I w- and he was like, Ash, this internet thing's really big. I think we should start try- trying to sell shoes on the internet. Right. I was like, really? So I said, okay, let's sit down and let's work on this plan. So we built a website called shoeimage.com, selling shoes yeah. on the internet and everyone's like, who's going to buy shoes on the internet? But, this but was
1: 1999? 1999. Before the
0: dot-com bubble. Before the dot-com uh, bubble, before there was available uh, Shopify apps and yeah. you know, plug-and-play. It, it was all a clothing, lot PHP, now. MySQL, yeah. HTML. It was literally building your own shopping cart from ground up. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then integrating WorldPay. And that took like three months to do that's right, crazy. the world yeah. pay was the integration thing and that took like so, forever to integrate now you Three months, stick in Stripe <laughs> seven lines of code and you're done right Yeah, so easy <laughs> so yeah that was a great experience because I learned how to build a website I mm. optimized the website and we were number one in uh, Alta Vista in those mm. days Yeah. Um, and uh, Ask Jeeves in those days no Google um, no. yeah and Google was just coming out so yeah. it was just I think it was just coming out at that point uh, there was Infobox and a few other ones and I optimized the website to make sure that when someone typed in women's sandals our website came to the top. Yeah. And yep. I did that, and we were beating every single brand in the whole of uh, UK. Yeah. All the designer brands, all the well known shops, everything you typed in to do with women's shoes, we were right at the top. So I learned the early days of what we call digital marketing Yeah, and making sure we positioned what we built, not just built the website. Yeah. But we had a lot of lessons, you know. We, I spent a lot of time optimizing images, trying yep. to work out how to crunch them and get them right. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know like um and then the other problem we had was fraud yeah you know, there was really funny right um we had a lot of people coming to our website buying multiple pairs of shoes in one go so the average basket size okay. was was like 350 pounds sometimes wow i was yeah. like we're on to something smashing it right but then i looked at the data and i realized a lot of shoes were being returned oh okay right so what people were doing which is now they do which is Easily doable now. You can try the clothes on and shoes on at home and send back what you don't want. Right. In those days, the whole logistics of that was didn't it's exist. It's trackable, probably. Wasn't trackable. Right. It wasn't yeah. Trackable, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then the other interesting thing I learned, which is a uh, quite when you start looking at data and looking at insights, and that's mm. where I started to understand more about data and insights. Go. Okay. Well, mm. What is this data thing? Right. So we had this web file analyzer and I looked at the data, uh, and I didn't know what this was. So I was just yeah. doing it naturally, like an entrepreneur would do, and I noticed that there were a lot of men buying larger size shoes
1: interesting okay
0: and i was like hang on a sec this is a different audience in the market that we didn't think of yeah. right yeah, yeah and we used to get and we kept getting uh, our stock kept getting, running out because women's shoes generally there's more quantities made in the lower sizes right yeah so we had this issue of logistics and that was quite interesting to do with at the yeah. time so oh, okay early days of e-commerce
1: right? e-commerce yeah but you ended up selling that company, right?
0: Yes, yeah, so I ended up selling that back company back to my friend who carried on building it. And we did a couple of other things with it as well. And Amazing. he built it out into a wholesale outlet and we oh, did wow. really well with it. And uh, um, and the reason was basically because we won an award for the best e-commerce website in Birmingham, West Midlands area. And I was like, oh, we won an award. And I don't know how they picked us. They just picked us. Right. And an agency saw that we'd won a, I'd won an award for this a website. And they reached out to me and said, Ash, you know, we've got some jobs in our agency and we're looking for talented people like yourself why didn't you talk to us and I was like yeah 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 and then I looked at the job and I was like oh damn it's in London I'm still in Birmingham at this time yeah right and I'm 18 years old 19 years old um and whilst I was in this attic by the way uh, right coding away building this website I wasn't I was a hermit I didn't go anywhere right I didn't go to any parties I didn't do any of that stuff I didn't go to any weddings I just was there coding away my yeah and my siblings were just laughing at me all the time Going, oh, look at this guy. He mm. thinks he's going to you know, make something on this internet thing. What is this internet thing? Yeah, right. <laughs> the internet thing, yeah. yes. Yeah. This internet thing. <laughs> right. And uh, they gave me a birthday card. And, uh, on the birthday card, it said future.com millionaire. Yeah. Right? Uh, turned 18. And we and were laughing as they gave it to me. Yeah. My sister bought this card. And in those days, it was all, the whole thing was about oh, .com. It was a .com thing happening. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she bought me this funny card. And I put it on my windowsill in the attic. And I looked at that card every single day.
1: Amazing, yeah. All
0: right, I looked at a card every single day, yeah. um, and you know, like, and and it, sometimes you you don't realize that some of these smaller things come yeah. back to you eventually, and you start thinking about those. Well, how did that happen? Yeah, and why yeah. Did
1: that happen? I want to come back to this uh, in a second, but uh, what the you know, it's a really interesting point that people see the you know what you've achieved today and where where you are today, but they don't see the journey that you've taken, right? Sure. It's not an overnight thing. You sure. put in that hard work, the grit. Yeah. Uh, those, you know, the, the, the days that you're oh, sitting yeah. in the attic, yeah. just, yeah. you know, not going and you know, potting and whatever. Sure. Not saying that's bad, you can still do that, sure. uh, but you did put a lot of hard work. Um, and, you know, the culture that we live in today about overnight success, mm. uh, instant hits, right? I want everything now. Mm. What do you, what, how do you feel about this uh, This thing? And what would you say to the young people today that are expecting everything to happen like now?
0: Yeah, I, I think that social media is misleading a lot of people, mm. right? Because with social media, you only see the best image, the best shot, the best food that they're eating, yeah. you know, the best times, right? And, and everything real. looks great. You know, being yeah. an entrepreneur is great. Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, freedom, I'm outside of the matrix or whatever it is that people <laughs> say, right? But the truth is, it's so much harder than that and there's a lot of psychological toll that it takes on you i think the Mm. challenge is that today people want everything Mm. and if you want everything you're not going to get it because to get somewhere in life that's going to help you become the best at it you're going to learn to you got to have to learn to sacrifice absolutely and i think it's the sacrifices that you take now i've sacrificed a lot of things right Mm. and things which i'm not happy about as well right But at the same time i've sacrificed other things and I'm like, okay, I have no regrets on those. Mm. So as you get older, you start to learn about that. Yeah. The truth is, there's no such thing as a easy life and just working nine to five. If you really want to mm. do it, then you got to work the hours. you got to put them in. This whole yeah. idea of work-life balance, actually, there is. I'm imbalanced with work. Mm. Yeah. That was I'm imbalanced. And as entrepreneurs, you mm. are going to be naturally imbalanced. You can't have both things no. at the same time, right?
1: I actually think there's... Uh, there's no such thing as a work val- work life balance because work is part of life, mm-hmm. so you need life balance. So some days, some weeks, some years, some months, you know, there will be a lot more work yeah. than uh, than your personal you know personal stuff that you do. Yeah. And then some other times it will be the opposite that yeah. you do, you work less. Yeah. Um, like for example, weekends you don't work as much, yeah. uh, but weekdays you work a lot more, right? So I feel like finding that balance whatever that balance for you because some people might say m- might say that it's 50 50 but some some people might be actually very happy with 70 30 whatever that ratio is yeah. to you life work yeah. um, including so but 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 the, the point is that the journey that you go through regardless of 50 50 or 70 30 is yeah. very important right it doesn't happen overnight you have to put in the work sure. you have to you know give it time as well sure.
0: Um yeah. I think the challenge right now is that we're living in an uh, economy in a place where you can just order food and get it within mm. 20 minutes. Yeah. The convenience, everything is faster it's and quicker. instant, yeah. Right, so, you know, and I actually want to build a business and I instantly want to raise money or I instantly want to have a, a million pound a year of business or something. Right. It doesn't happen like that. There's a lot of groundwork that goes into it. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of uh, um, myths in the industry of entrepreneurship, which is why we wrote the book Because it's like, you're just looking at the press and what people are telling you, go behind the scenes and you'll start seeing a lot more Mm. around how it really happened. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs who sacrificed a lot, their health, their family, their relationships, all sorts of things, right? And they regret that. And so the key is to learn how to get more into equilibrium to what your equilibrium is. And also, Mm. I think it's important to realise that it's subject to your age as well. Now I remember when I was twenty-one, I was bouncing all over the place, right. right? And even now, you know, at my age, I'm in a meeting room with younger people. and I'm still bouncing all over the place. I'm like, where's energy? Yeah. So it, energy consumption is very important. Mm. So when you are younger, you have more ability to have more energy. Mm. Yeah. You can get away with eating something dodgy one night and carry on. Right now, yeah. I see I'm way up. You know, <laughs> I, that's it. Game over for a couple of days. Oh, so we're gonna take it easy for a couple of days. Right? <laughs> yeah. Slow a bit. You know. Yeah. So I think it's the understanding that as you get older physically Mm. there's going to be more not just physically but also from a life perspective if you get married have kids all these things change and that becomes harder and harder to do so when you are younger try and do as many things as you can and Mm. enjoy that process and the struggle is important
1: yeah i I mean i i really like that as a it's a very powerful message um that when you're you know in your twenties or even like before, like eighteen, you you know, starting uni, whatever it is, right, or not. You have the, the the biggest gift that you have is the gift of time, so use that time wisely. So, which means that you know, if you wanted to try everything before you yeah. actually settled something, yeah, yeah. And I think this is where the society norms comes in, right? That oh, you go to uni and then you get a job and then you stay in the lane, but then I look at your journey. It's it's been almost the opposite of that, right? So you didn't go to uni, or sure. you went to college and you dropped out, and then you did everything sort of your thing, sitting in the attic, you sold the company, mm. and then you know you did all the the whole you know web journey, and yeah. then you ended up at uh, Justeed as mm-hmm. a marketing director. Mm-hmm. You IPO'd that, so it's it's been anything but a straight line, right? If you if you think oh, about yeah. it, right? I,
0: mean, uh, I was with my friends last night talking about it. What were the pivotal moments in how I went to where I went, right? And, you know, like people talk about goals, right? Goals are really important. Mm. But to be honest, I think goals are overrated. Yeah. I think intentions are important.
1: Int- yeah, intentions. Okay. I think
0: your intention is important and the goal mm. will take care of itself if you mm. intend every day to do the, get the right habits to get to where yeah. you want to get to. The goals will take care of themselves.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And I think that's where we get confused also when, when you're younger. The schooling system mm. knocks out this very important trait which is very important for entrepreneurs or startup founders, curiosity.
1: Curiosity, yeah.
0: It knocks it out of you from school, mm. from uh, middle school, from you know secondary school, junior school. All the way. Right through to university. By the time you get through to university, they've knocked this thing, which is so important as a young adult, to yeah. you have curiosity. Mm. And I think curiosity is the thing that makes people want to look at different things. I'm, I I'm still so. very curious now. I'm asking questions all the time and I'm yeah. thinking about oh that's, what's this that's interesting you know so curiosity is a really very important thing mm. and that's because when you go through a schooling system mm. it's very binary either it's wrong or it's right mm. it's not grey areas
1: so I know we talked about passion as well um, what comes first curiosity or passion
0: I think you can be passionate about something and then go into it and build your uh, become more curious about it mm. but I I think a lot of people have this thing where they say, oh, yeah, you have to be passionate about something. Well, actually, I'm more curious about something, and then I Mm. become passionate about it afterwards. Right. When I start seeing those little milestones and going, oh, Ash, thank you so much. That's really helped me. I'm getting a bit more passionate about this. Mm. This person's really liking what I'm doing. I'm creating value. Yeah. Now, I can be passionate about something that doesn't create value. I can be passionate about coffee lids. Yeah. Right? And say, yeah, yeah, coffee lids. But where am I creating any value? You know, what am I doing? Am I creating a new coffee lid, maybe, or a new design? So, it depends on what your passions are, mm. and it depends on um, how you turn your curiosity and passions yeah. and combine them together. You yeah. know, I know many personal trainers, and they become personal trainers because they're passionate about fitness. Right. And soon as they become personal trainers, they get depressed and unhappy. Right. Because their passion has now turned into a transactional thing, they need to make a living, and people are not understanding what they're doing. Yeah. And it's that, now it's ca- causing causing challenges in their real passion.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you've got to understand so staying that. Staying curious of... always is the key.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think curiosity, um, curiosity and creativity. Mm. And being able to think that there's no wrong and right when it comes to trying to create value for the world. Yeah. And and creating value is the important thing. And I uh, and I think that's something which is knocked out of people. It's not about passing an exam. Right. It's not about just getting something right and taking it off a list and having a tick box no. list. Yeah. It's going beyond that. And so, yeah, looking at the challenges and things that people are s- struggling with and how you can add value. Yeah. And that comes from curiosity. How do you go in the next stage? And I've always been like that. You know, I'll always look at something. Why doesn't that work? Okay. And why, why Why is okay? So what, how, why doesn't... What, yeah. And I'll start asking questions and I'll go deeper and deeper. Now, some people hate that, by the way. I remember that when I was younger. Right. And I've, This is the thing to my younger self, right? I was like thinking to myself. I asked a lot of questions. Right. And some people didn't like it. And I started to reflect on that, and I realized it was because I was probably too direct in asking my questions. Sure. And I didn't know how to pose my questions in yeah. the right way.
1: But then again, like if we want the youth of today to become the the leaders of tomorrow, yeah. we need to answer those questions. We need to give them time. We need to empower them. And we need to actually put some energy into the youth today. So if that means that you have to answer a thousand questions, then be it. That's basically my opinion, yeah. and I, I think this is why we we started, you know, this podcast yeah. to help the youth. You mentioned the future dot com billionaire card from your sister, and it made me think about, you know, you sitting there in the attic and just working away. What was it that made you just keep going and not give up? Naivety. Naivety.
0: I was very naive and curious I was not smart enough to know the things that could go wrong so I just carried on and I didn't feel entitled you know I find some people who go to university and then they'll get a degree and go right I'm here now I'm Mr Graduate give me a good job right. right. and I never felt that I felt I'd go into work and I'll if I want to make the tea I'll be the best tea maker in the world if I was going to photocopy I'll be the best photocopier in the world yeah Right. So I had no entitlement and I just went for everything. So I kind of reduced the shackles. I didn't apply for graduate jobs. I applied for normal jobs. Yeah. (laughs) You know, funnily enough, I don't graduate job. What do I need training in? I can just do the job, right? So I think that unshackled me and the lack of entitlement. And and also I think um, uh, what kept me going was actually my family, weirdly. You know, like my brother went off and did, you know, degrees in physics and masters in you know, computer science and getting their distinctions. And my sister went off and did her thing. My parents were like, oh, son, it's OK. Whatever you do, just you'll be fine.
1: You'll be fine. Yeah.
0: And so that kind of released me with unconditional yeah. love from my parents to yeah. say, we love you anyway.
1: It's, that's a very important point, because if you have the support, uh, whether family or friends or whoever, you almost feel you have the psychological safety, and you're able to actually take more risks or, you know, keep going, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I had a... I, I suppose I had an underdog story and I had a chip on my shoulder at the same time. Right. Right? A chip on the shoulder was actually, you know, you don't need to go to university to be successful. Hmm.
1: But was that through... I'm sorry if I'm coming across arrogant here, but was it arrogance or was it truly that I... You did some analysis and said, I, this is not for me.
0: So I, I reflected on this later in my life.
1: Mm.
0: I didn't know at the time that that was the thing that was driving me. Right. right. I, never, I didn't have the self-awareness at the time to know that. Mm. Right? So I could have come across it as being a bit too direct and harsh and mm. a bit too intense, as some right. people say. Yeah. Right. When it comes to business, oh, right, intense. Right? And as I self-reflected mm. later in my life, I realized, ah. Oh, I know now why I feel like this because it's, I've always had this chip on my shoulder that right. actually, you know, I can still become successful and do things without having the normal route of doing something. Yeah. So I had to prove something.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know your answer about being naive? Actually, it reminds me of uh, the famous Steve Jobs uh, uh, speech that he gave at the graduation ceremony mm. where pretty much, you know, what he said was stay hungry, stay foolish. Right? Oh
0: my gosh, yeah. And I, and I think hunger is very important. I see, absolutely right, staying foolish within round, bounds, sure, of course. Yeah. That's a key thing, staying yeah. foolish within bounds, but then having hunger. And I see that's a big challenge in mm. society today. Like, I see that with my daughter. Like, How can I inspire her to mm. have hunger? Because I can't do anything with somebody to motivate them if they haven't got the hunger. Mm. I've still got that hunger. I call it yeah. the internal flame. Right? Yeah. I've got internal flame. And it's roaring all the time. And I'm hoping that people will come around me to help fl- fan that yeah. flame a bit more and roar it even more. Right. If you haven't got the flame inside you, yeah. I can't ignite that for you.
1: Because then that creates curiosity and hopefully that leads to passion and something, so you have something to open amazing. Up. So
0: you have to lose the fear of failure. Mm. You have to lose the fear of being perfect. perfect in everything yeah. you do and being right
1: which is which is tough right at the moment, if you think about the young people because they are they have been shown all these amazing things on social media, as you were saying, right, uh-huh. and it's all about you know looking nice or eating nice or yep. driving a fancy car yeah. or whatever yeah. so so the fear of failure is extremely high in my opinion, because if you can't achieve any of that, you don't even start trying to get there sure right i I also like the story that you told me about uh this teenager when you were driving a car a nice car <laughs> yeah. uh, tell us about that i love that story
0: <laughs> yeah so um when uh, just the ipo'd obviously i got into some money and then it was like okay let's do the things i wanted to do so i had this picture of a car in my room as a kid and i said i'm one day i'm gonna buy that car and i yeah. actually ended up buying exactly the same color and i'm buying that car so i was driving in uh, in an area um not so well to do area and um so, uh, a boy came up to me and goes, "Oh, I like your car. car thank you. You know, do you want to sit inside it?" And they sat. In, he sat inside it and started taking yeah. pictures, t- t- selfies. I thought, like, oh, yeah. "Okay, cool, cool." And you know, goes, "Oh yeah, yeah. So t- how do you, how do you get this ca- How do you get this?"
1: Yeah.
0: How do you get this? Was his question. Yeah. I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Oh, how did you get this car?" Go, oh "Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's quite a long story actually." And you know, was like, "No, no, no. How did you get the car?" Yeah. Obviously, I bought it, but how did you get it? Go but we- let me cut take you back have you got 20 minutes I can talk about where I started so maybe you can learn some this less- no right. no no I don't have time for that I don't know how you got it got it now, I get it now yeah. so basically everyone's interested in learning about the last 10 minutes of your life but they don't realize all the pain and sacrifices and the compounding yeah. effect of learning hmm. that's got you to this point now yeah and I think that's where people go wrong because they look at it and go right there must be a blueprint for this and if this person teaches me the blueprint then I can get the same you thing just follow it but yeah. the truth is success does leave clues. But everyone's success is different and everyone's journey is different. Indeed. And so you have to understand your own circumstances and situation and your own self awareness of who you are as an individual. Yeah. Before you start thinking, actually I can do exactly what this person's done in the way they've done it. But actually yeah. you could do better if you wanted to, if you're comparing yourself to that. Right. Right? Yeah. So I, I think that's the, the challenge that we face in today's society, right? Which is people yeah. are looking at other people and comparing themselves. Comparing, yeah. And it's easy to compare now. It's easy to
1: It's compare. all out there. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I talk about patients in one of the other episodes, and I give an example of uh, a mango farmer. Uh, so when you plant a mango seed, it takes minimum 10 years. Yeah. So maybe actually 12 is the average. So imagine a mango farmer planting a seed and not actually bearing fruit for 10 to 12 years. Yeah. And you still have to put an all the hard work every month, every day, sure. you know sowing the seed, you know the whole thing sure, that goes sure, into farming, sure, sure. and then hopefully, in ten plus years yeah, you 'll yeah. see the fruits yeah. of your labor literally yeah, yeah. and if you take that take that analogy and apply that to your career, right it's impossible to be successful overnight. I mean there are examples there's people who've made it overnight, which is great, but it 's an exception it's not rule. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to acknowledge that without hard work without you know putting in the effort you will get that race car or the sports car right? yeah, but it's
0: defining what you mean by overnight right so mm. when just ipo ipo'd overnight things changed sure but what happened in the past last that was, five that years was an overnight event. Years, yeah. that was an overnight event yeah because it's a liquidity event right an sure. IPO bang okay mm. right when your company gets bought That's an overnight event it's happened and that's it it's we have
1: to be worthy for an ipo right and that's where the five-year 10-year journey comes in
0: 10 15-year journey and all the headaches and the 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 tears and the laughter and the you know yeah everything so i think people confuse that with the when it comes to patience. you know when the flower blooms it's when it comes when it's at the right time Hmm. when you plant the seed and timing is important I think that's the biggest component to a lot of success, actually, timing. And timing comes with patience. Indeed. Right? When you look at the most successful companies and businesses and people's lives, we talk about this in the book about time, being in the right time at the right place, right? Hmm. In the right place at the right time. Yeah.
1: Speaking of the book, why did you write the book?
0: Oh, many reasons, actually. Um, The main reason was I didn't want people to feel like if they came from a background like mine in the inner city or a working class background, that their story didn't matter. right? And that fact that they can't be authentic in life and that they didn't need to be have a, a victim mindset around it. right? A lot of people in the, my communities have this victim mindset. Oh, I can't do this because of this. I can't get here because of this. And I wanted to unshackle them from that. Say actually the fact that you are growing up on the street, you're, you're getting street smart. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't have those, they're book smart, they don't have street smarts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I wanted to flip the story to say actually your unique self and your circumstances can be flipped into an advantage in your life if you know how to take advantage of it. Mm. That becomes an unfair advantage for you. Mm. It gives you a competitive edge because not unfair in an analytical way, unfair because your life is different and my life is different yeah. and my journey is different. Yeah. And so knowing how to narrate that in your own mind Mm. and then externally helps you build self-confidence. Yeah. And I think the the reason the book was written was not a, it was, it's not a prescriptive book. I read a lot of self-help books and it was like, do this, wake up at five o'clock, you know, (laughs) write your goals down, you know, you know, like uh, meet five people, your network is your thing, you know, like all these things. Yeah. The book is not prescriptive. Right. The book is something that you explore to build your own self-awareness and you take away from the book what is important for you and yeah. every individual does that.
1: I think that's what I like about the book is it, it's rather than telling you exactly what the recipe is, it gives you, well, here's all the ingredients, build your own dish, right? Because everybody has a unique strength. And that's where the Miles framework comes in is, mm. what's your unique strength? Uh, and every, everybody has some strengths, right? Yeah. Uh, so how do, you, how do you understand what's your unfair advantage?
0: Yeah, and also understand your weaknesses. Sure. As well. Yeah, because of course. things, you know, you can't just do something by yourself, mm. right? I've always worked, and collaboration is very important. I've mm. always worked in teams. I've always had co-founders. I've had a co-author, Hassan, for example. Hassan, yeah. Right? So for me, I think it's understanding your weaknesses and your strengths mm. and knowing how to build a team to get to the, your, your mission yeah. or your impact that you want to create. Yeah. yeah. So the ultimate reason for the book is to create gratitude, really. It's mm. to be grateful for what you have, not what you don't have. Yeah. And I think that's the essence of the book. And when you start looking at that, even when you got down to the point of um, looking at what passport you have, right? right, People don't even realize that some passports don't really give you access to many countries, right? We've got yeah. a British passport. Gosh, damn, I can go anywhere I want pretty much, pretty much. Right? Almost, yeah. It's a strong passport, right? Yeah. It's not one of the top ones, but it's yeah. strong enough. So you start thinking about those things. If I want to start a company, and I've done. I've started a company in Dubai.
1: Mm.
0: It took me six months. Paperwork go back and forth, back and forth. Do this, do that. In the UK, I can go online and start a company if the name's available Instant. within fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Crazy, right? Yeah. We yeah. don't think about those early. I guess that's an unfair advantages.
1: advantage for people who are British, in in terms of opening a company. Yeah, yeah.
0: And also the limited company setup. If you mm. fail, you can start again. Mm. It's not you know catastrophic. That's it, it's game over. Right. You know that's why you become serial entrepreneurs. That's what serial entrepreneur means. You try things all the time. Some will be yeah. really successful. I've had some great successes. I've had some failures and I've had some kind of soft landings. Yeah. Right. And throughout life, you just need to have take more shots. And as you take more shots, that becomes more important. When you're younger, you need to take more shots to mm-hmm. life. Shots on the board. Don't be scared. Don't sit back and say no, nah, it's not for me. Just take the shot. Yeah. Take. See where it takes you.
1: So how how do you how do you bring that to life? Because yes, I know the book is about it's not prescriptive, but if you have to prescribe something to the young people when when it comes to that advice, like yeah. just try new things, what's the one two things they can do today?
0: I think the first thing is to um, realize that if you want to gain knowledge or learn something, there's people out there that can teach you this and mm. you can learn it. So you it's accessible. yourself. Yeah. There's no such thing as I can't find this information anymore. It's all accessible. Yeah. And there's many people out there who I believe, um, and I think this is the thing for me when I was younger, I didn't feel like I could ask for help from anyone. Right. And I think asking for help is really important when you're young. Yeah. Don't fear the ability to ask for help. I get a lot of emails, a lot of LinkedIn requests, can you help me with this? And I try and do my best to help people maybe open a door, guide them, give them some feedback on their deck, something. Something, yeah. To give them something. And I think... That's important to be able to ask for help because when you're young, what you're not looking for is someone to be prescriptive and tell you, do this. What you're looking for is perspective. Mm. And I think that's important.
1: Yeah. Which leads me to my final question, which is, uh, if you were young again, that uh, that 18-year-old kid sitting in the attic coding away today, Mm -hmm. uh, what would be the note to yourself, your younger self?
0: Yeah. Younger Ash, listen to your instinct. You have the right instinct and intuition. Remember, people are giving you advice, but not everyone's advice is the right advice. Do more, learn more, and continue to experiment. Just because you felt like you've done something wrong doesn't mean it's game over for you. Just because you didn't go to university doesn't mean it, it, it means it's game over for you. Yeah. Carry on right keep going keep going and also the struggle is part of the journey because when you're in a struggle you're like why me why this why that you know it's yeah. like oh, i wish i did this now i wish that I and you have all these regrets but actually mm. if you continue swimming on moving on you'll get past that keep going and i think that whole idea of keep going and building self-belief in yourself i didn't have much self-belief you know i lost my self-belief and yeah. i still felt like you know an imposter right right um and i still have it now you know something i to to I'm not good enough or uh, something I don't know. Yeah. Actually, like, I'm not good enough to write a book right and you know, the book went on to win business book of the year and it's become a best seller and it's been translated in multiple languages and it's in America now it's like I didn't think that and I didn't have that as a goal by the way Right. I just had an intention that I would like to share a story so that other people can become better in their life in entrepreneurship and in their life mm-hmm. and have an impact and it mm-hmm. just flew out from there
1: amazing Ash you have an amazing personality and I mean I could talk with you for hours but we have to end it here so I'm going to say thank you so much for coming and sharing all the amazing insights and knowledge and experience um, hopefully you'll come back again in the future uh, maybe with another book uh, <laughs> but regardless uh, thank you so much for coming yeah, thank you for the invite thank you much. I appreciate it